to five Gotta leave it. Sun tubed up. Chest wheezing. Bill stacking. Bill stacking. Checks needed. Checks needed. House paid off. House paid off. I see it. Can nobody else tell me nothing? No. Hold me the answer for all that. Hanging like it really stole something no. So if you're wondering where that song came from, that was recorded and done by my next guest here on The Writer's Lens, uh, Willie Scott. And as uh, I've come to find out in my own time getting to know him, he's full of surprises, and it turns out he's also an incredibly gifted musician. Willie is actually one half of the Better Than Blended ministry uh, here in Cleveland, Ohio, where he and his wife Rachel help out uh, blended families. Uh, as well as uh, those going through custody battles. They do a whole host of things like that, publishing material to help families and, and single parents and, and uh, just all things that run the gamut in that area. So they do amazing, amazing work. But this episode, uh, this interview rather, is myself and Willie talking through his musical pursuits, which I, like I said, I've, I've come to find out about Willie since uh, getting to know him a little bit better. And actually, how I found him kind of rather by chance or accident on YouTube, and then texting him and asking him all about it, and then realizing that he does have this incredibly uh, talented part of his life that he has with music. And it's also interesting because the music that he's done has changed over over time, and I don't want to give too much of it away in the interview, because there was a bit of a personal transformation there that Willie's going to talk through, and also talk about what it means to be a dad uh, who is mu- musically inclined and realizes uh, what music can do as far as influence even on our children. So that's a little bit of a highlight of what is going to be coming here in this episode. So stick around as I talk a little bit further with Willie Scott, a.k.a. I Am Fold. I am joined today by a return guest, a very good friend of mine, uh, Willie Scott, who was uh, previously uh, on this podcast as one half of the dynamic duo for Better Than Blended, which was actually my first interview uh, on this podcast. So welcome back, Willie. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, For those who uh, either are just listening or are actually checking out the video of this, um, Willie is, like I said, one half of the Better Than Blended group. His wife, Rachel, is not with him for this interview uh, because for this one, I'm actually going to be switching gears and talking about Willie's musical interests, or rather his, well, I guess you could call it your musical career in a sense, because you have been recording and, and doing different things like that. So, uh, right. but, but I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead. So I want to let you kind of talk a little bit through that too, Willie. But thanks again for, for just being on here, man. It's a real pleasure to have you back on this podcast. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Sorry for the delay. Thank you. I had to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here in our office, we in our home office, but I, somebody came to the door because we were actually literally just trying to get the kids in the bed and I heard somebody coming down the hallway so I'm like they're about to open the door and I heard them turning the knob peeking in so it could have been it could have been the wife trying to peek in and listen to see what, see what I'm doing but that's why my attention was uh, shifted for a quick second and then I heard you so I had to jump back in oh no it's all good I think that's perfectly authentic though from you because you have so many kids and the and right that just <laughs> That just makes so much sense to me that that would be kind of like your situation. So uh, I think that was probably the best way to start off this interview, Willie. So thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) So so again, just real quick, uh, Willie and I got connected, oh man, many years ago now at this point. uh, And we we met initially at a writing workshop 
right. at the uh, Perma. Uh, I think it's like the uh, Perma Main Library that's here in Cleveland. Yep, the and, Perma Snow Branch. Yep, yep. And Willie was there with his wife Rachel. They were talking about their new book, Better Than Blended, uh, taking your family from surviving to thriving. I believe is the yeah. the full yep, name. Yep. And you guys do amazing work with that, and I'm a big fan of it, as you know. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I love what you guys do. It's a real niche area that uh, you guys, being a blended family as you are, uh, having seven kids between the two of you, uh, it's just an awesome, awesome uh, ministry thing that, um, thing that you've been called to do. So I didn't want to overshadow any of this with that, but, but, uh, <laughs> I, but I, do, I do love what you guys do, so I just wanted to say that again. Uh, but right, for but that's, that's connected to it, though, because that's part of the reason why we mm-hmm. slow down on some of the music anyway. So all of it, mm-hmm. all of it's connected, basically. So exactly. So because as I found out after we had, <clears throat> we had started talking um, and after we had connected, because, you know, me being a, an author that was there, you guys being authors that were there uh, with our self-published works, I come to find out that you actually are extremely musically inclined <laughs> and have done some music videos. You've released some music. You've recorded, uh, well, like EPs. I think is the best way to describe it. Right. Uh, so you've had your voice out there for a while. I mean, how long actually have you been recording music? Uh, I would say, how long have we recorded music? It's been uh, like twenty. It had to be like twenty years. Wow. That we've been doing music because because we actually. I did. I did the secular side of music a while ago, mm-hmm. and that was in like 1999. Mm-hmm. Started doing music in around 1999, so 98, 99 after I graduated from college. Wow. And so, and I didn't even initially. I love music. No matter, like I just I, I love hip hop. Um, I love now. Of course, I love a different form of hip hop just because of the message that comes across and what's what's being said and poured out. Mm-hmm. So of course I I, I I pay attention to that now. But I love all types of music, man. I, I'm so and my kids do the same thing. So if a song comes on, that's why I have to be careful of what what I do listen to because if a song comes on, then I'll instantly have it remember I'll memorize it. And mm-hmm. I'll like five minutes later you'll hear me humming the tune. I'm like, what did I where did I get that song from? Because it just sticks in my head. So mm-hmm. but I, I started in ninety nine with my brother Literally, I started with actually just writing, um, and I wasn't even my, my my thought process wasn't even wasn't even to actually do any rapping or anything like that. And so I uh, he asked me to help him with a song. I actually started doing like some ghostwriting, whatever. I would come up with hooks, and it was him and uh, my friend Matlock, which you which we talked about Matlock, but yeah. it was him and Matlock, my brother Matlock, and they were doing music together. Matlock did a lot of the production. Matlock actually rapped too. My brother rapped. And so I was like, hey, I'll, I'm not going to rap. I'll just write. And so I would write. And then eventually what happened is they was like, hey, you just need to do it. You just need to write a verse. You just need to go ahead and get on the song. And then, <laughs> that led to me actually getting on, on a couple songs and us doing a whole project together. Mm-hmm. So hmm. that's awesome, man. Yeah, I uh, uh, for those who actually are just listening and maybe you can't see it, you were actually repping, I believe, what is like kind of your current, I want to say, brand or so. The I yeah. Told. Which yep, is yeah, which is real cool, man. Um, so I we can we can go back we can go back to what you were doing in the secular world before we kind of talk about you know maybe what you've been doing recently. Gotcha. But, um, uh, I know that you have an incredible love of music, and I, I said before that you know this is the writer's lens. You are a writer, um, even though you initially <laughs> were like, no, my 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 wife is really the writer in the family, man. She's the right. She's the one who did all the better than blended stuff, and she made all this. But then, but then the most amazing thing happened. 
you were telling me about you you wrote music after we were getting to know each other better and you were like man i got this song on youtube that you should check out but i actually found you before i think uh you even told me about it right yep yep <laughs> and the the greatest thing is is that if you if you know Willie personally and you had no idea that he does music, you'd be you'd probably be completely blown away by this <laughs> by this by your talent because I, I remember watching it and I brought my wife into the room and I said, You have got to see this video on YouTube and she goes, She goes, Who is that? And I said, That's Willie and she goes, No, no, it isn't <laughs> But you say that's usually the the response that, a lot of people have. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet I've gotten so many responses as far as like literally good good friends of mm-hmm. ours. I'm like, Hey, you know what, man? I want you to check out uh this some music. He was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, It's a song I did. He's like, Oh, oh, you did it? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they will listen to it. They wouldn't listen to it right then and there. They will listen to it later. I'm like, I'm going to just send it to you. And they will listen to it at home or wherever. And then they will call me back and they will say, dude, that song was amazing. Like, I didn't know you could do that. It's like, but I was nervous at first because you know how you have good friends. You're like, are we going to be friends still after this? Because everybody say they want to do music. He's like, I don't know if I'm a, I don't, he don't look like he can rap. So right. they, they thought they thought that it was going to be horrible probably. Right. <laughs> but they, everybody is surprisingly just astonished at, at the music. So. Yeah, I just yeah. I think that's just I I just thank God for the gift. Like it's literally something that He's gifted me with. I have a love for it, mm-hmm. but I don't take credit for the the content or like the the brain behind it because it just flows naturally. But it's also um, I don't say it flows naturally. Actually, I want to say because there's many times when I'm in the studio. We can talk about this in an interview too. But many times when I'm in the studio and I'm writing, I have to stop because of the fact that I'm stuck. I get stuck, mm-hmm. so then I have to literally. Uh, I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want? What do you want to say next? Mm-hmm. What do you? How do you want this to go next? And I'll sit there until he gives me the next part of the song, mm-hmm. and then from there I'll get the next part of the song. And then I'll go, and then I either will flow from there, or I may have to say, I may have to do that for every line, and mm-hmm. say, hey, okay, so what? What am I saying next? Especially because sometimes I get in self, and I'll just start start writing, but I'll get but I'll get stuck at some point when I'm not mm-hmm. when I know I'm not reliant or I don't go into it mm-hmm. totally reliant on him. I'll get stuck at some point. And then eventually what I do is I remember like, oh, this is not my song anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> let me let me ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. And, and that was what I wanted to really ask you is that uh, you obviously have influences. I mean, every artist has influences uh, as they grow up that they go, man, I really want to emulate that person, you know, or or the way that they write or you know, their expression or just maybe even the beats that they make, things like that, like. Like, who right. would you say have been your biggest influences as far as, you know, just, you know, your, your musical background? Um, I would say from before, mm-hmm. like my favorite artist from the past would, would have been uh, like Bone Thugs and Harmony. It would mm-hmm. be like a Bone Thugs and Harmony. It would be uh, Twister as far as just like the fast rap. Because I like I like mm-hmm. the fast rap. I like the Bone Thugs and Harmony. I like... Um, Crucial Conflict. I don't know. Are you are you you hip to Crucial Conflict? No. Okay. <laughs> so Crucial I, I, Conflict. Hey, I know Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's but that's about about it. <laughs> from what I can remember, and I might get it wrong, but from what I can remember about Crucial Conflict, I think they were. I want to say I know they were from. I want I want to say they were from Chicago or something like that, and maybe it may not be Chicago, but I know they had like a down like they had like a southern accent actually, mm-hmm. and I know Chicago is not southern, so I don't know where they were from. 
but I know that they um would talk they uh mm-hmm. they had a southern accent. I like the the dialect and just the the fluctuations and the patterns of how mm-hmm. how they actually they flow. So I like the same thing with with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um I just like the patterns and the different way that they they flow. Same thing with Twister, I like the patterns and stuff like that. So that I would say those were probably some of my favorites. I love, I like I know are you hip to Scarface? Yes. I do know that. Okay, one. so yeah. So Scarface um now he will be another artist that that I really really like. Mm. Scarface would be another artist I really like. So mm. I don't know. I think I think that would be those would be the artists and then I also I mean of course I like I didn't listen to a lot of R&B but I I like putting melodies with with actual rap with the music. Mm. So I had some artists that as far as singing I actually like uh Michael Bolton. So I like I actually like Michael Bolton. I used to listen to his music too. So I know it's surprising, but I'm containing it. I'm containing it. I'm containing my surprise. <laughs> and and like Celine Dion. So it's I mean I could go on with several different uh, uh, I mean seven different artists that I actually listen to, but all that actually helped to formulate what what I have now. I believe. Hmm. That's good, man. So okay, so then that would be kind of like from before. But as far as like, I mean, if people don't really know your story, I mean, there was music that you did before, like we would say that you knew the Lord, and there's you know artists that you know maybe have influenced you now, uh, you know, in the kind of the aftermath of that. So right. So, so what so does that was, what does that look like now? As far as I would say, artists that I that I really like now would be, I really I really love Bizzle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have to Bizzle, but I really love Bizzle. I love, I just love his delivery. I love his content, um, his heart behind his message. I listen to his message. His message is, is really authentic mm-hmm. uh, from what I from what I see and what I hear. <clears throat> and then, uh, of course, uh, Trip Lee. That that guy is a really solid artist. I just like his I like his lyrics and his his uh, his patterns, his flow. Like he's he's one of those artists that. I don't know. He's one of those artists that you will be waiting for his verse to come on. Like, okay, where's where's it at? Where's it at? Like, oh, there it go. Because like, he always have some type of he always has some type of intro before his verse comes on. Mm-hmm. That like, if he's featuring with somebody else or he's with a group, it'll be an intro. They'd be like, yes, sir, and then his verse <laughs> will come in, <laughs> and you're like, I know it, I know it's coming. <laughs> so you get excited about it. So. I would say I'm trying to think who else. Um, there's another art, artist. Now I just name a couple more artists named Tadashi that I really like. I just I love his heart too. I've actually I've, I've listened to interviews of these guys and just kind of listen to how they talk. Uh, I listen to some of the um, just them actually maybe preaching or, mm-hmm. or, or them speaking at a, at a school or university. Some stuff that may be on YouTube or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I and I listen to it just try to hear their theology and of course like listening to to them to hear kind of their thought process on just stuff that's going on in the world today mm-hmm. how they how they kind of process it mm-hmm. how they relate that you know back to uh spiritual back to the lord mm-hmm. and 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 that's how i kind of kind of lead and guide because my my son darius he'll listen to he likes he likes artists and i have to tell him that i i don't listen to every even if it's a christian artist a secular mm-hmm. artist christian artist i don't listen to Every Christian artist, just because, or every artist that's a Christian, if you want to put it like that, I don't listen to every artist because everybody has some type of baggage or filter that they process and stuff through. Yeah. So even me or or the next artist, they could be a Christian artist, but they still can have some music that where they're 
where the lyrics are coming through, they're still I can hear it. I can listen to the lyrics and I can tell that they're still dealing with some pain in the area. So I have mm-hmm. to make sure I guard my kids from certain music, no matter what music it is, mm-hmm. to say, hey, okay, I don't that song is okay. Yeah, he's a Christian artist, but I don't want you listening to that specific song because I I know what he's talking about and I know he's still dealing with some baggage or she's still dealing with some baggage mm. and that and I don't want I don't need you listening to that and dealing with that so mm. that's really good man like I it's it's funny because just in casual conversation <clears throat> we talk to people about like you know when we were growing up maybe our parents or somebody or older was like looking over our shoulder and saying hey are you listening to that you know are you listening maybe you shouldn't be listening to that and right. yet. It even goes a step further because uh, you know there is the Christian music genre, and that covers right. a yep. whole there covers a whole multitude of different types of artists. I mean, you know, we've we've been talking primarily about rap, but there's you know rock and right. uh, you know, orchestrated and all kinds of stuff. But there are filters even for Christian artists that you know even a person who may be secular. I mean, if you're someone listening who's would consider yourself to be secular and not a Christian, it's okay. Um, little insight into the Christian genre is that it's not all flowers and butterflies and right, you know, right. The, sort of the rainbow thinking that comes with you know the association of Christian artistry. In fact, it's almost right. better, I think, sometimes when you don't know if the person is a Christian and you start to see in their lyrics that they do have some sort of you know, there's there's like the spirit behind it almost, right? Uh, in some sense, but but I totally I totally hear you, man. As far as the filters go, but. I think it also shows too your attention to detail as far as well. What are my kids hearing as well, which right. is, which is really interesting. Um, so I, I don't think I prepped you for this question, but when you were talking about, <laughs> you're you're already smiling. You're like, where's Josh half right. right now? Uh, that's why I love talking to you, Willie. So <laughs> excuse me, my, my just, that's why my sinuses are are bothering me a little bit. So I, I lean over and try to get out of out of the out of the. Uh, you know, out of the microphone because I had to clear my throat. So, uh, you, but go ahead. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, letting the, letting your listeners know. Yeah. They, like, what is that noise? That's <laughs> me, guys. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you and I are both facing right now, man. It's January in Cleveland. <laughs> We're, I got the sinuses too, so it's all good. Right. <laughs> so, but as far as like the filters and things like that, like this is a, this was something I really wanted to kind of unpack with you. Is, you know. A lot of times when it comes to artistry as a Christian, there are things that you were attracted to when before you knew God, right? Like there are things you're attracted right. to from an expression standpoint. And then now there's things that you become like, you know, we've been saying before in some of our off, uh, you know, off the mic conversations, uh, you become spiritually sensitive to, right? Right, like right, it, right, right. You know, it's not something that you feel hindered by necessarily, but it's rather I feel a little more sensitive to this because... Right. You know, now I feel like more like I'm I'm walking with God or or whatnot. So having that in mind, like, do you kind of look back and you say, you know, I don't want my kids to listen to some of the stuff I did before? Or, you know, is there is there a process of like, hey, I'm the dad. I'm going to get to you guys first before, you know, you hear these kinds of things, because I mean, as an as an artist yourself, it's kind of a strange I don't want to say it's strange, but it's a different kind of dynamic because you have things that are out there that they can find as well as other stuff that they can find. Right. Right. So, yep, yep. And then, so are you talking about like, as far as like some of my old music or this yeah. period, this song's period? Uh, both. Yeah. So both. <clears throat> so like older, old music that you've done and just like music in general. Yeah. I mean, I've had that conversation with, with the kids as far as just, there was a time when I wasn't, when I wasn't saved or whatever. And I, and I didn't understand that part. And this is what I thought music was about. And not because I'll, I'll talk to them about music that's out and I'll say, hey, <clears throat> I don't think you need to listen to that song or I don't want you to listen to that song. Or I'll say, hey, we don't listen to that 
that music in the house. And sometimes what I'll do is is before I even say that much, I'll say, hey, what are they talking about? Mm. Like um, my son was listening to a song. I was like, what? Hey, what are they talking about? He's like, uh, he's like, Dad, this this song is cool. It's, it's okay. He's like, all he's talking about is I forgot what it's like, Roly or something like like a Rolex. I said, um, oh, okay. I said, are you sure? He was like, yeah, yeah, I listened to it. And he, all, but all he knew was the hook. Mm. And so I said, what I want you to do is I want you to go go write the lyrics down. And so he went and wrote the lyrics down, and he came back and he was like, I didn't mm. know they said all that. I didn't know. I said, yeah, I, I know you. I did. I know you didn't know. I said, but. Mm. I wanted you to go write them down so you would see what he was talking about. And if you're reciting those, if you're reciting the hook, but mm. that means that you're coming into agreement with those lyrics, with the lyrics of the song too. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm saying we don't we don't listen to that in the house. We don't promote that music. We don't, I don't want you to listen to it outside of the house. But I can't control everything you listen to because I'm not with you 24 right. seven. The only thing I can do is I can set a standard of what we listen to, and I can explain to you why we don't mm. listen to that. And when you get out and go to school, you're going to have to make a choice and a decision on, on what you want to listen to. But ideally, I let them know, too, that we still we still figure out if you listen to stuff and and you're doing it at school, we still find out as you're listening to it. Because, you know, what happens is you slip up, you slip up <laughs> and you sing it or the song come, or something happens like we somewhere else and the song come on. And then you like, yeah. You said you said they 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 get into the song like how you know this song? Cause we don't listen to that. How you know this song? They're like, Dad, what you mean? I, I mean, I, I heard it before. Like, uh huh. Yeah, I know. So I mean, I try. It's a it's really a a, a teaching moment, man. It's a teaching mm-hmm. moment for me. It's not. And again, it goes back to not only secular music. It goes to whatever the content of the song is. Mm-hmm. Is the content of the song appropriate is the content of a song because again even with some christian artists or whatever even songs that are inspirational what what is the what is the song talking about it could be talking about a relationship and it could be talking about marriage but it mm-hmm. could be talking about it in a more intimate manner that my child is 12 or, or or nine or eight don't need to listen to even at this you know at this point in time like they're not old enough to even engage in that type of conversation mm-hmm. so why would they be listening to a song that may <clears throat> not be going into detail and to see, but it could be talking about some things. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to guard through guard them from all of that mm. as best as I can. So no, that's really good, man. And that and that kind of like leans into, I mean, what you and Rachel do. I mean, as as far as the the family ministry. So right, right. I just I see all of this just interweaves in your life, and I think it's awesome. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's it's funny though you're saying about like how they slip up and they'll sing something. I mean, like my oldest right now is only three and a half and he's already asking me questions like dad, like what, what's this person singing about? Right. And it makes me think, okay, when I'm with him and if I'm listening to music in the car, you know, I have to be cognizant of that. You know, I have to be, I have to be very cognizant of what my, my child is absorbing. Um, and granted, like you said, like you're not going to be with them 24 seven as they go through their life. You know, you just, it's just, it's just not feasible. It's not going to happen. I I don't think you'd want to be, uh, either, but, uh, in that same sense, setting that standard, I think is just, uh, you know, I just think that's awesome as far as, uh, you know, being intentional about it as well. Yeah. Those times, those times are, are crucial just because of the fact that it's like this. If you thinking about your own self and your body, if you know that, when you go outside, and I'm just using this as an example. Hopefully, it makes sense. I'm just as you go outside, you know that you can't control the pollution that's in the air. You can't control half of the 
the stuff that gets sprayed on the, on the vegetable, even if you buy organic food, you're still going to get something because there's stuff in the soil. So you can't control some of that stuff that's naturally some of the, the toxins that you're naturally going to take it in your body. So why would you go and eat a whole bunch of toxic food or a whole bunch of other toxins? So it's kind of like with your kids. If you know you can't control when they're at school and some of the stuff that they may get 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 uh, exposed to, <clears throat> then why wouldn't you put in, why wouldn't you control some of that environment when you do have the opportunity to mm. control it? You know what I'm saying? So that's the biggest thing because you're gonna have to, <clears throat> and it's not and, and you don't and it's not that we would shelter them from it like where they just never because I've seen it, I've heard experiences where they kids just they never never hear. I don't allow my kids to listen. To certain music period right and it's not necessarily a, a, a sheltered thing in a sense but it's more so it is a, it is kind of sort of sheltered thing. it's more so of protecting them spiritually from the stuff that's being said and, and, and avoiding those doors from being opened up but then at the same time when they are exposed to certain things i don't just shut it down and say no don't listen to that and because i said so if there's an explanation there's there's a conversation about it and they have to understand why they have to understand the importance of music, <clears throat> how the enemy uses music, and how that's a tool that can be used for good or for evil in that sense. And so, I mean, it, it can go, the conversation can go as deep as, as you want it to go to a certain extent with the, you know, depending on the age. But right. in some cases, I'm talking to my three-year-old, it's just a real surface conversation. I just say, hey, man, God doesn't, you know, that, that music is not a music that we will play uh, for God, like God wouldn't like mm-hmm. that music. He'd be like, "Oh, okay." But if I'm talking to my 12 year old, then I'm gonna have a have a deeper conversation with it because he's gonna want a little bit more explanation. For my my three year old's gonna be like, oh, "Okay, Jesus doesn't like it. Okay, let's change it." My 12 <laughs> year old's gonna be like, "Ah," <laughs> and then I got so I got to go into some explanation, a little bit deeper explanation, a little mm-hmm. bit better explanation, and say, "Hey, I'm not saying you can't listen to anything, mm-hmm. but hey, what let's let's listen to this. What the, what are they talking about? Let's listen to this." So. We actually have fun listening to music. He'll bring songs to me and be like, hey, did you check this song out? Listen to this song. I think it's a good song. Tell me what you think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll listen to it and kind of go and say, hey, that was cool. That was good. Or I'll be like, uh, the first verse was cool, but the second <clears> one, uh, he was talking a little bit about something that you may not right. be ready for yet. So, Yeah, because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I think that also what you're saying is, is a fear that so many parents have is that they're going to shelter their kids too much. They're going to like totally rebel. Right, like they're 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 gonna go the complete opposite direction, you know. My right. my, uh, my greatest plans laid with the best intentions have ultimately turned on me, right? right? But I think as far as what you're saying, you know, there's an explanation behind the because I said so is a, is a lot different than because I said so, right? Uh, as, right. As far as the music is concerned, so I really like that, man. I like that. So um, so switching gears a little bit from there. Uh, Music tends to be something that I think when people think about it, they don't go, well, it's it's telling a story, but it is, right? I mean, as far as, you know, when you're writing music and, uh, you know, like I've never composed anything myself, but I do write. And I know that there's narratives inside of songs as much as there's narratives inside of books. Uh, and like you were saying that we have different filters with, through which we will write things and we will say things and we'll express things, you know. Right. So... When it comes to just like, I guess, music, I mean, I'm always so curious to hear about these kinds of things because you hear people's like personal stories come out in their music. You know, there's like different things that they see. There's different lenses that they're taking things in. So does music, I guess, like writing 
I mean, for you, does it feel more therapeutic or is it more like I'm using this to like reach somebody with something or like, you know, do you think it's a little bit of both uh, when it comes no, to music? I definitely think it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> for me, one instance is it's just a release in a sense of stuff that's going on around. Sometimes for me, it's therapeutic in a sense of it's me speaking things forth. You know, like has the Bible say, speak those things as if they were or something of that nature, you know, paraphrasing. But they uh, so for me, it's, it's that, too, because like one of the verses that I wrote, <clears throat> I was sitting here trying to remember it because I haven't, I haven't uh, listened to my own music <laughs> in such a long time. Sometimes I'll put it on because the kids, they'll be like, hey, well, really, Aaron, Aaron's probably the only one in the house that requests the music. Everybody else be like, oh, we listen to this again. <laughs> so my biggest critics, my biggest fans. Right. <laughs> but. One of the songs favorite, and I think the verse, I'm trying to remember my verse, it uh, starts off, it says, nine to five, gotta leave it, sun, sun tubed up, chest wheezing, uh, bill stacking, checks needed, then I say, house paid off, I see it. And so in that, I'm literally talking about, I had to leave, I left my job. Like that was the, the story, you know that story, of leaving the full-time job that I was at for 15 plus years. And uh, because my son was in and out of the hospital sick. He was having breathing treatments all the time, like just in and out of hospital. So I talk about that in the beginning of the verse. But then I also talk about some of the challenges that, that we that we experienced through that and some some of the things that I, I saw that got some promises God made to me that I saw that I believe and still believe, you know, are going to come forth or that have come forth or whatever. So, I mean, for me, it's just it's really a reality whenever I usually when I write it's me sharing like a testimony in some cases. Um, in some cases, is me writing something inspirational for somebody to kind of lift them up. And then I've had a few times where it was me just kind of creating a story, like creating like a song or a story in a, like a, a, a timeline or, or a story of something that happened. And I and I talk about the person going through these challenges and, they, and they're making some and making some decisions or having to make some decisions. And kind of and, and really dealing with real life stuff. It may not have been something that I went through personally, but it may be something that I've seen somebody else go through. So. That's really good. That's really good. I mean, I <clears throat> I can totally relate to that as a writer. I mean, like sometimes I think there's things that's just for me, you know, that I that I think is just ultimately that you know I don't really feel comfortable sharing with everybody. I think right. I think there also is a little bit of a you know, I don't know if it's a selfish thing or maybe it's like an egotism kind of thing, but like wanting to share everything with everybody, like, you know, Oh, I'm so good. I have to share it with everyone. But at the same time, there's stuff that I guess could be just for you, you know, as far as, uh, you know, just the, the therapeutic sense of it. Um, so, you know, I, I could totally see that man, as far as from a musical standpoint, um, you know, some of those songs actually be the <laughs> be the songs that take off for artists. They're like, <laughs> you'll hear it so many times. They say, I didn't even write this. Like, I didn't even really want to put this song out. <laughs> I actually, I think Bizzle was the one. He wrote a song where he was talking about just struggle with. Uh, what is? I want to say it was it was like a struggle with um, like lust or pornography or something like that. Mm. And he, I mean, he 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 did an interview on it. And he talked about how like. Man, I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to put this song out. He said I was so I was hesitant about putting it out just because of what it was talking about. How's this gonna make my wife feel? How's this gonna make me feel? Mm. How are people gonna receive it? Mm. And he said it. I mean, he got so many testimonies. So he got flooded with stuff from people that were just thanking him for sharing his story. 
and for how his story impacted them in it, and it kind of helped them in a, in a situation, or he was able to minister to people that was reaching out to him for that. So, I mean, I think we have to, that's why we definitely have to be in tune with, with God, with the Holy Spirit, so then he'll be the one that's leading and doing the writing, because he knows, ultimately, he knows who needs what. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm just obedient to that, then there's somebody, if he's having me write it, then there's somebody that needs it. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's even if it's just for me to write it down and release it, um, it could just be for me or it could be for somebody that he's that he knows will listen to it and is gonna need it, even if it's one person. So Yeah, that's really good, man. Yeah, I, <clears throat> it's interesting how sometimes like what we think is our biggest weakness ends up being our biggest strength as far right. as, you know, being to reach people. Uh, because, uh, you know, again, I think just in entertainment in general, when you think about music or film or, uh, you know, anything, I guess, that is produced, you know, with the intent of sharing a story, people almost have like an expectation that the one who's producing this has it all together, right? Right, or, right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Or has, or, you know, or who has all of the resources available to them. There's some kind of silver spoon, maybe. There's, right. You know, there's something that goes beyond just talent, even. Maybe it's like some sort of superhuman talent. But in reality, there's this, you know, I'm coming out of a place of weakness almost in order right. to share this with everybody because, you know, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all kind of the same in, in some sense. We have different giftings, but, but, uh, but yeah, that's really good, man. That's really good. So, so as far as what, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot of the stuff you've been doing uh, in the past, I guess, but you haven't really picked up anything necessarily recently. Uh, but I but I know that you're working this year as far as maybe on like a new project or you're going to be uh, perhaps getting back into recording again. Um, is there anything specifically that spurned that on? Or because you guys are, are are very busy. I mean, I, you and I were having a conversation right. about what your goals were for 2019, and I about fell over in my chair just <laughs> just listening to like you you and Rachel just turning up a notch in terms of like man, we're going to get after it. You know, we're just really going to get after it. So I really am encouraged by you guys and your kind of your, your ability to be laser focused in that. Uh, but, but as far as making time for, you know, other musical pursuits and, you know, projects like this year is like, is there anything that, you know, was there anything that spurned it? And is there, you know, something that you're doing right now that, that you're kind of feeling led to do? Yeah. Um, I would say, excuse me, my, uh, a couple things. My sister-in-law sent a, a message, and this is probably, I want to say maybe maybe like three, four months ago, or five, it could have been longer than that. But she sent a message, and it just she was just speaking prophetically, just saying she woke up and she's like, I don't. She sent it to my wife and just was saying, Hey, tell Willie that um, she's like, I don't know why I woke up thinking about him in the music, but she said, Is is he still doing music? And Rachel was like, Well, yeah, he he hasn't really done it. You know, in a while, um, he still definitely desires to do music, but just with everything, with the business, everything else is going on, uh, we just haven't had really had the time to sit down and do it. She's like, "Well, just tell him that I heard guy say, don't forget about the music. He still is going to use that." Hmm. Um, so, in the back of my mind, I, I, I always hold on to the music because, um, literally, when me and my when me and Rachel got together when we got married, she uh, when I was doing music then she. She said she had a word to send, I believe, because I connected with a couple people. I got a couple artists that's from Africa, uh, that I, this Zambia, that I talk to. I talk to them frequently, like maybe like once a month or something like that, or, or, or a couple times a month. We talk, and there's some really dope artists, really good artists uh, musically. And so I'll, you know, I give them feedback. They send me the music. I give them feedback on it. Wow. Um, I'll send them music. They give me feedback on it. 
I did a couple songs with two of them uh, over there. Like I featured on a couple songs they did. And so they, but we've always talked about collabing and getting together. Uh, me, me going out, because obviously I want to go to Africa, but going going out to Africa. And literally in the beginning of the marriage, this is when I, um, Rachel, she said the same thing. She's like, you know what? I don't know why I saw, I saw a vision of your music. And I, and I heard the Lord say that your music is going to, uh, it's going to be over in Africa or whatever. And this is before I started doing music with them in Africa. And so, but she also said that she, she saw us, be, us going over there. So I hold on to those, those thoughts. I know that God gifted me in the area of music. I believe that that's a gift that he wants to use to, to bless other people. So mm-hmm. this year, I definitely want to do another project. Um, I, I honestly, when I was earlier today, when I was actually ironing my clothes, I was sitting there thinking, I was thinking about our interview. And I was like, you know what I'm going to tell Josh? About, I understand why it takes, if you look at artists, there, there'll there be artists, you'll be like, yo, they put out a song in like two years or three years. And it seems yeah. like a long, it seems like a long time, but two or three years is not a long time. Yeah. Like it goes by like that, like snap yeah. of a finger, especially because I'm looking at me as far as music. When I think about Right now we have we're we're, we're doing what uh, better than blended. So these are diff- different the different businesses better than blended. TKI Publishing, which is we're publishing books. TKI Designs and Printing, which we're designing and printing, doing rebranding and stuff like that. And then we have a nonprofit. And then that's not even including my wife doing the I can't come down movement as far as her her thing that she does. And then I have the I am fold as far as music. So the last time I think the last time me and Matt like did a song together or that I put out a song was I think we did that song maybe like three years ago, mm-hmm. three, maybe three or four years ago, somewhere around there. And that was the latest song that we had done. And so before that, I did a song. Me and my wife have been married for seven years. So I did a song like an album or EP right at the beginning of our marriage. But I, I look at artists and now I understand why it could be such a gap in between doing music because of life that goes on you got business you got kids and you got life mm-hmm. and then you and you also have music and you yeah. also have other ministry that you may be working on or whatever else that you may be doing so yeah. i don't know my goal my goal is to put out a project this year mm-hmm. um whether it's a single i'm talking to the two guys in africa we we're actually talking about collabing on a project which yeah. actually will take some of the weight off of me and helping me uh put it together because they're gonna actually do some writing and i'll do some writing and so I want to do that. I do want to put out something, and then eventually, what I want to do is put out an actual album. So we're looking wow. at hopefully mid mid year, somewhere before before it gets cold again. So not maybe hopefully not a full year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before it gets cold, because it'll be warm, and then it'll be back to being cold again in Cleveland. Right, so. <laughs> exactly. That's how it goes. That's that's so awesome, man. Um, I never, I don't even think I actually officially introduced as far as, uh, you know, what the name is that you go by, uh, the, I, <laughs> the I am full. I think, I think you and I are just so used to talking to each other, you know, just kind of right. casual conversation. I mean, this conversation has been great too. So, but as far as like, you're not, you're not just Willie Scott, the recording artist, you, you actually do have the, you, like I said earlier, the I am fold, which right, is, right. uh, you know, what you go by. So. What is the the story behind that? If we can get that real quick, as far as uh, what the where the name Fold comes from? Oh, I that's mean, real. Yeah. That's a simple answer. Yeah. The name comes from a friend. Just he just is like one. He's like, oh, we're gonna call you Fold, and I was like, what is that? Like, what is <laughs> what does it mean? He was like, I don't know, because everybody had a name. Like my my brother had a name Malak with well, my Malak, because that his, that was his last name, but it was cool. It was creative. <laughs> And so everybody in the group had a name. My brother went by 100, 100 
is basically what he went by, <laughs> and I did, I only one didn't. So then, and then my one friend who uh, would do some featuring with us, I think at that time his name was uh, what was it, K Nine. He went by K Nine, and so I did, I was the only one that have a name. He was like, oh, we'll just call you Fold. But I was like, well, what does it mean? He's like, I don't know. It just <laughs> sound cool, and so. That's what I, I was like. Okay, I'll go with it. I just kept it, and and so all the the time, like you know, I all that time I just would use it. I would use it, and 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 when I was doing secular music, I I made it into an acronym, mm. and it's still for flexing on lanes with drama. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it. That's what it meant back in the day. So, but you know what? I I, I really I found out later that 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 name, even though I didn't know what it meant then. It was it was very intentional because later on I got the name and this is what God downloaded to me. It was following our Lord's direction. Mm. And so fold. So the I am fold movement is I am following our Lord's direction. And so it's really like what I have. I am fold above it. I have who do you follow? And it says I am following our Lord's direction. So that's where that's what the meaning of it is now. But I got ridiculed by my kids. They're like, I'm just folding clothes. I'm just folding. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> That is awesome. But that is awesome. But that's where that's what it that's where it comes from. <laughs> I'm so glad I, I waited till so long in the interview to ask you the question. Because <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and your kids dogging on you too, which is right. just, just awesome. <laughs> Every single time. My my daughter, we have a uh, what is it? It's called uh it's called Group Me, I think. Uh, like the Group Me app. Oh and yeah, we I have, know that. I know that. We yeah. have we have a a family group me. Well, we don't use it now. We use we were using it at some point. We were using it, but she put in 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 the group me. <clears throat> she changed my name to Mister So Called Rapper. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and so I, I changed it to I got bars. <laughs> I got, that's, I mean, so awesome. Rachel, Rachel was just cracking up. White, my wife, was, she was just cracking up in the uh, in the group. And then she then she actually sent the message back to my daughter saying, "Don't be, don't be talking about my husband. Right. He said he got bars because he got bars." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun. It's fun. I, I have a lot of fun with the kids with it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, you know, and the, to be humble about it. I mean, that's that's great. And you know, as <laughs> far. You know, and, and as as they always say, mockery is the sincerest form of flattery. You know, right. so right. I mean, uh, knowing that you know about uh, just, I won't doggy about it. I won't doggy for, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I won't I won't send you any messages later saying like, hey, I'm folding clothes, Willie. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> you know, I just thought you should know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will if I'm feeling kind of a little playful right. or something like that. Maybe I will. But uh, but yeah, man, that's awesome. I didn't know actually about what fold meant before. It became following our Lord's direction. I didn't actually didn't know that, so that's really cool. I didn't, right. I, I didn't know that. I, I don't tell too many people that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's gonna... it's, it's some people that know about. Well, I know it's gonna go now because you because you because you're gonna promote it. <laughs> right. I, I don't I don't just share that information with too many people. In the sense of even with the old music, I have I have a couple guys that hit me up like, oh man, what's up? What's going on with that? This album and that album, like. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. It's out there in cyberspace somewhere, but uh, <laughs> I don't even have I don't even have a copy of it. Like, right, right. and it's not that you know. I mean, I just I just I know the content of what I was sharing at that point in time. Mm-hmm. It was it was from a lost mindset in a sense, and it was just from what I thought 
that I should be rapping about. So that's what I did. It was what the world taught me. So I, that's what I actually shared. But mm-hmm. at this point in time, I know, you know, I know better. So once you know better, you you do better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's really good, man. Because like I um, and I think I told you this. Like my first two books I published were books that I did before I was really walking with the Lord. So I published those, and I remember. I had a, and it's funny. It's funny you you mentioned the thing about fold because now I feel I feel that much closer to you now because <laughs> because when I published those first two books, I was going by my current pen name, which is J C Alfelto, uh-huh. and when I went to go publish uh, the Scientist Dilemma, when I was doing the Road to Mars, I had this like moment of apprehension because I didn't know if I should keep J C Alfelto because I didn't want that name associated with the first two books that I had published. Right, and so I had kind of this like personal crisis there, where I just went, "Oh no! Like, what am I, what am I going to do about this? I I don't know if I should keep JCL because people might read the Epiphanies books and go, okay, that dude was like way into like satire and just an angry voice, and he was just <laughs> maybe trying to be funny, but I didn't get it, and now he wants now he wants me to read this like deep theology and philosophy, and like I I just I don't think I can do that, right? And so I was I was very apprehensive about it, but then I had a conversation with a buddy of mine and he just said, you know, man, that's going to be part of your story. He goes, right. you have to keep that. You know, you really yeah. have to keep that as part of, because that's who you are. That's what you've done. Why would you try to hide that if you don't have anything to hide anymore? Right. And I, and I just went, man, I go, that is really good. So, right. um, so that is cool. You know, just again, uh, you know, it goes to show, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways and and uses you know even the things that we think we're doing so awesome with <laughs> that we we, right. look, we look back and go oh you know i'm not i'm not so sure if i wanted that but he's still using it so that's right really, that's, that's good i definitely i definitely agree with that because you mm-hmm. got some some people in the bible their name got changed right some yeah. people their name didn't get changed like david david stayed david he mm-hmm. did a whole bunch of Good stuff, but he did a whole bunch of jacked up stuff too <laughs> that's right. and so and he, and he still stayed david so i mean unless Unless God told you to change it or he changed it, then I mean, you keep it to what it is because it is part of your story. Yep. So people get to go back and see the growth. That's what my biggest thing is. I don't advertise the other stuff, but if somebody came across it and there's like, hey, I w- that would be a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it would be a conversation of, um, hey, I found this music you used to do. And, and it would open up a conversation of being able to being able to tell my story from where I came from and why I transitioned. And the fruit that I see from that onto fruit that I see now. And mm-hmm. so I believe that would just open up some dialogue that could probably touch somebody. So mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm a big story guy. So um, just hearing people's stories of like where they get to where they're going and just seeing how, you know, like in, especially in your story. And we can have the, that kind of lower level discussion about where God's leading, uh, you know, in our lives is uh you know, to me, it's just so fascinating. It's just so interesting to see how that starts to looking backwards in hindsight, how he was there working, you know, even though you were kind of like, no, this is all me, you know, this is all me. I'm the one doing all this. And, you know, and we can kind of wrap this up here in a second, but last point, last point I did want to discuss is that, and I've talked about this with a couple other people that I've interviewed before is that when it comes to art, when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to writing, and there's this idea of, like I have my gifts and I run with them and I don't need anybody else, right? Like I, you know, like I, I have my talent. God gave me this. You know, thank you very much, God. I can take it from here. You know, right, like right, right. like like you were saying in the beginning, how you know I get stuck, you know, or I might get stuck and I might say, okay, you know, I need a kind of a divine download at this point. Um, right. Do you, as far as 
you know, your writing, your music, even what, what you do as a dad, I mean, how much is it that we have to take a step back and go, okay, I don't have all the answers right now, right? Like, we're always kind of learning in that process. And would you say, like, your music is the same way? You know, as- Yeah, I, I would say it's exactly the same way, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just um, because of the fact that, I mean, music for me is seasonal. Mm. Just meaning dependent, cause, and, and I say that <clears throat> in this way, too, because of the fact that there are there are moments where I where I, I probably should have been writing, um, and because I had a lot of stuff going on, I could have, and at that point in time, I could have could have told that story, and so then there are seasons where I'm because there was one point in time where I was sharing the story of the same season over and over again, same season over and over again, because that's what I knew to share, and it wasn't until uh, me and my wife actually had a conversation. And so, and I, I, and she brought it to my attention. I paid attention. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know what?" And and so, but at that point in time, I was like, "Well, that's that's my story. That's what I know." And she was like, "Well, there's so much more to your story now. So, mm-hmm. what what else what else can you share?" And so, I, I looked at that and I started to pay attention to it. I'm like, you know what? It is so much more to my story. Mm-hmm. It's my story, and people, everybody on here doesn't know the story, but in short, story of being of coming from uh, being married previously to you know my first wife passing to being a, a widow or widower or whatever a guy a widow is and uh, going into, you know, just the dating scene and being a single dad for a certain amount of years and then mm. getting remarried and kind of going into that new transition of this, this wonderful life and now running some businesses and, and, and working from home with my kids. And just, I mean, that, that there's so much more to the story than, than me losing. I forgot even the part of my mom uh, and my mom passing shortly after my first wife passed. So hmm. even coming from those stories, those are those were there was a season where that those were okay stories to share, and they still okay to share now. Even if I if there's somebody that may need it, but I I, I really like to take the lead in of however God leads me. And but when she when she told me that, it actually took me out of a box. Like I was boxed in to thinking, okay, this is this is what every song I tell the same story, but it's in a different way. Mm. And so I didn't realize, I didn't pay attention to that until she actually pointed it out. But I think that it is is crucial. I think that the 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 content that we write is definitely definitely based on whatever whatever I know for me is based on whatever I'm going through, and it's based on whatever God lays on my heart, whatever He He flows through me to actually pin out. Mm. That's good, man. That's really good. I think that's just the the struggle and the challenge of any creative, really. You know, is uh, like you were saying, music can be seasonal. You know, as a, you know, when I'm writing my my own stories, I feel the same way. You know, right. I, I I never felt like I ever got writer's block until I really became an adult and had a lot more responsibility. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's true. You know, that's definitely true. I'm, I'm telling you before, and this is quick before I. Uh, actually got before I got before I had kids well even part of the time when I had kids but before I had kids and had more responsibility I never my my uh Malak and my brother would be like man how do you do that I would never write I never wrote anything down I never all the songs I did before I would I never wrote them down I would just write them in my head mm. I would memorize them and go in the studio and rap them mm. and so <clears throat> at some point I started writing stuff down and I was like, man, like I can't remember this. I gotta write it down. <laughs> right. But I didn't. But I, and I couldn't figure out why. And so, and because of that, you know, that's, and that was a little pride to that too, because I, because mm-hmm. I was like, man, I, like why can't I mm-hmm. remember the verses or whatever? And so I felt a little bad. But then I think I was talking to Malak or something, and he was, and he was just, just reminded me, like, 
Well, one man, you're getting older. For two, um, <laughs> I mean, it's reality. For two, man, you got you got kids. At this point, I only had three kids. He's like, man, you got three kids. You had this going on with your, you know, your your wife is sick, and you got all this different stuff. It's for my first wife. You got all this different stuff going on. I understand why you can't retain all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so now I still I still write stuff. Like if I if I'm writing something out or writing some music out or whatever, I still would actually pen it out. Or I would do it, even if I didn't pin it out, I, if I'm in the studio or whatever, I would just write out the first few verses and I would just, I would lay those down. And then I would just kind of brainstorm through the next few lines. And then I would lay those down and brainstorm through the next few lines if I didn't feel like writing it all out. But before I would write a whole song, a whole verse, hooks and everything, and just kind of keep it. Wow. But That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> That's impressive, man. I, I can't, I can't say that I've ever done that for a full story. I mean, I get like the outline in my head, but. Yeah, but you you writing like sixty thousand words. So. I know. <laughs> that's that's a big difference from uh right. from eight bars or sixteen bars. Right. That's I guess that is true. But every once in a while, you know, it is funny. I don't, I don't even know why I should share this, but I think it's fitting because it's you and me. <laughs> but it's like it is funny. Like if I ever read something backwards, like in what I write, and like there is like a rhythm you kind of get into because like you develop uh-huh. your style. I mean, you develop your style as an artist, you develop your style as a writer, you, you, right. know, you, you start to hone a style even though you may have a, a certain way of you know, outlining everything and putting it together. And it varies once in a while. But every once in a while I'll be like reading it and it just feels like I'm repeating myself. And uh-huh. and then I'll feel like, okay, I got to go back and do something to really charge the creativity. You know, like be a little more inspired. Right. I mean, I'll go read something or, or whatever. <laughs> Uh, something to kind of change it up a bit, uh, right, right, right. But uh, I, I think I think where I was initially going with that statement was, you know, if I if I'm writing it and I know that I need to get this down now, you know, I, I have to write this now or I'm going to lose it later. You know, I'm not going to be able to retain it, uh, right? Because it's part of something else that I'm trying to build within the story. You know, it's like you said, it's not. It may not be so many stanzas down but this has to be i gotta get this idea before i get to chapter four five six seven eight nine <clears throat> right, right. because i may lose it and i may not have that again so so yeah. one thing one thing i used to do too it is i would write i would when i would write music i still do this somewhat is i would i know <clears throat> i know the ending of what i what, what i want to say yeah and i'll know the <clears throat> beginning of how i want to start so I would get those two things. So I get an idea of what I want to talk about, and then I know the, I know how I want to start it. I know how I want the story to end, and then I just fill the middle in. And that's and that's usually how my process mm-hmm. of writing goes. It's 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 kind of weird, but no. <laughs> I know like <coughs> the beginning, knowing the end, then I can fill in the details and, and see because I know how much space I have, mm-hmm. how much time I have. Like okay, I want to say this. How do I get from here to here, and what all do I need to? How do I not leave too much out to where mm-hmm. it's just really vague? How do I give give a little bit of detail, but I know I can't give a lot because I only have a short amount of time to do it to actually get people to be like, oh wow, like that I understand the message. So yeah. I mean, it's, it could be challenging, but it, and it's it's more challenging when I try to do it by myself. Right, that's when it becomes really challenging because I try to force it or whatever. So yeah, and and in writing, it's almost the exact same way. I mean, you you do have a sense of where you want to begin, and you also have a sense of the ending. And then that in-between space is really where you operate. I mean, where you're really just kind of like unpacking ideas. You're 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 trying different things to see where it's going to go. But you know, you have that right. new insight. I, I think that, I actually think the same way. More and more we talk, Willie, I find that we are more and more alike than you can right. than we right. can possibly <laughs> possibly believe. 
Which, you can't get rid of me now, Josh. No, I'm, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I'll be thinking of you whenever I fold clothes now, too. That's the, <laughs> right. That's, that's the other thing. I'll be folding clothes. I'll be like, <laughs> you know, favor, favor. I'll be thinking that. <laughs> right. I'll be thinking of that. Ashley will be like, what are you doing over there? I'll be like, you don't understand. <laughs> just, uh, you have to listen to the interview I had with Willie, and she'll be like, oh, right. oh all right. I'll have to listen to that now. So, but, oh my um, goodness! But no, but like having a sense of a vision, you know, is a, from an artistic standpoint. Not to derail too much, but just the ending in the in the beginning, as far as you know, what I want to accomplish, what I want to do. And there's different right. writers. I mean, different writers have different styles. You know, as far as how they attack a project. Right. So, <clears throat> some guys may just they'll start from square one and go. I have no idea where this is going. And I'm just going to see where this takes me, where the story goes. I'm going to see what comes out. And there's other guys who probably like more like you and me who goes, you know, I, I have a beginning and I have an ending. I have this I have this story now that I'm going to tell in between. And right. i got to figure out the most effective means to get me from here, from point A to point B. And, right. you know, so, you know, I don't think, I don't really know if either way is, which way is better necessarily. It's just kind of the way you work. So Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. So, so cool man well uh i think i'll bring this one in for a landing here uh i know you and i could just keep going on and on man because right it's, it's just it's just good conversation so and I, I love hearing about uh just all your pursuits and whatnot and everything that you're doing man so uh, i appreciate i appreciate the support man i definitely appreciate you yeah yeah i mean you guys you guys got a lot on your plate but i think you're balancing it quite well um and if you weren't i would hold you accountable as I should. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so was there anything as far as, uh, you know, before we kind of, uh, sent, I send you off here, uh, for fold in 2019, I know you said you had, uh, you guys are going to be working on a project, maybe collabing with someone, uh, with some, uh, artists over in Africa. Is that something you see really soon on the horizon or is, or is it more so, Hey, we're doing better than blended stuff right now. We got, you know, TKI is really picked up for us. Or, um, and you may have answered a little bit of this in, uh, earlier, but I just kind of want to give you a chance to talk about that a little bit more. Um, here no, that, that's, that's cool. That, I definitely, so I'll say this. When it comes to deadlines, the reason I hit deadlines is because of my wife. <laughs> so that's, that, I'm going to just be honest. Now, I mean, there are some stuff that I, that I will hit deadlines on my own. Like if we have, you know, I'm working mm-hmm. with a client or something like that. But she holds me accountable to deadlines. Like the reason that I got an EP done before, because for me it was like I, I really like collaborating with other artists, and part of that was because it was just easier. It's easier to actually do a feature, or it's easier to actually do a song or or, or album with somebody, because then you don't have to take on all the the, the responsibility. And I I had, at that point I had never um, I've written songs, or whatever, but I've, I've written hooks, a couple verses, stuff like that. But I never had done a whole song by myself and i had never done a whole ep or project by myself and Mm so i mean she just was a fire behind that like she really really got behind me and was pulling meetings together pull people together said hey we're gonna put this thing together this is what we're doing she had a little outline and so i would say to that um the goal is to do a project this year i really want to try to do something um Preferably, I would say maybe by the summertime, close like even at the latest, the end of the summertime, going into fall, 
having a project done and it, it may not be a whole album or anything like that i may just put out a single mm-hmm. but i know with the guys that are in africa they've been on me like literally i talked to one of them today and he he was just saying hey we got to get moving on this project i want to let's try to get something and let's start working on something at least by uh march mm-hmm. as far as having something written out have something have a have a uh idea of the of where we want to go and what we want to put out mm-hmm. and so then we can start working on some songs and start getting stuff flowing you know saying by the summertime so cool my goal for it is to have something by the summer i mean right now i, I got a still got a little bit of leg work to do just because i got to get my website and all that stuff back up um mm-hmm. which is just simply com. but i got to go in into that and, and and get that cleaned up and get it back up and running just mm-hmm. there's a lot a lot of stuff that a lot of little back end things that i got to do and in, in conjunction with focusing on like four other businesses so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that I think is just so amazing about you guys is like the ability to balance it all and right. and doing it well because you guys are doing it well. But it's not done flippantly, I think is the best way to put it. I mean, you guys. Right, right, right. It, there has to be some serious intention, um, some intentionality there in order to make it all right. work. So that be you know. that's part of the, the hold up, too, is just, you know, you said it right. It's like when we do things, we want to do we try to do them with quality. Mm-hmm. Try to do them at excellence because whatever we, everything we do, we do unto. So it's like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right. I don't want to do it and just put something together just to just to say I put something out. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that the quality and everything is there. Cool, very cool, man. So if you did want to find anything by Mr. Fold, by uh, by Willie, uh, there is some there are some songs on YouTube with you and Matlock. That right, you, that you could go find out, which is how I found you anyway. So that was great. Cool. Right, right, right. And you guys do have a Facebook page too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, I'll send you the links, so then you can put the links in the <laughs> description because I don't remember all that. I know that the YouTube, I know the songs, the name of the song. One of the songs is "Favor," mm-hmm. and it will be by Malik and Fold. We have another song. <clears throat> I think it's listed. It's in Christ I trust, but it's listed as I C I T. So it's in Christ I trust or I C I T. With Matlock and Fold, and um, I think, uh, and then I have a single video that's from some years back. Um, and uh, what is that? Oh, it's called Turn Up. That mm-hmm. one's called Turn Up. So we just type in Turn Up and type in Fold or I am Fold, and it will come up. So cool. But um, yeah, that's what we got on YouTube. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I'll be tracking with you as the year goes on, as you know. I mean, obviously, because yeah. we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking and dialoguing. Right, I'll be sending you music to to critique and listen right. to. That's right. That's right. As we said before, it's always kind of like a oh, don't know what, what this person's gonna think or maybe right. You know, here, check this out, man. You know, will we still be friends after you listen to my music? <laughs> well, we we we've, we've built a bond that even if my music sucks, which hopefully it won't, but <laughs> even if it sucks, you stuck with me. Like you just gotta, right now, you can just be like, Willie, man, that song. Was not good. Like, I, I'm gonna just stick to favor. Like you need to, like do that one over. Don't put that one out yet. Like like <laughs> like during pre this song with favor, you had favor. Post right. favor, not it. It's not there. It right. It ain't there, man. So I will be honest with you. I will be honest with you. So as best as I can. So so thanks right. again, man, for being on here. I really appreciate it. Always good talking to you. I appreciate it too, man. Thank you. I got favor. He said he do. I got to what he said he do.